Hey everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Spaxploitation Book Club, my podcast where I take a positive look at the nasty and extreme. But in this format, I do it with a guest from the extreme horror or splatterpunk community. And uh, this week with me, I have Brian Berry. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you. Um, so yeah, before we kind of get on with the book we're going to talk about this week, just going to give Brian a little opportunity to let him let everyone know about him and the many, many, many books he has out. Um, so yeah, I'll pass over to him for the moment and he can tell you all about himself. My name is Brian G. Berry. I write a lot of uh, slasher type books, um, some creature features. I like to stick to the 80s, uh, early 90s. That's kind of like my little genre area that I like to hang around. <laughs> I don't really write anything more modern than that. Sometimes I like to write little short fun pieces like Splattersaurus Rex or Rabbit mm -hmm. Madness, and I'm starting to get more into those. So that's pretty much who I am. <laughs> How long have you been writing now? Uh, four years. Okay, it's not too bad of a time. Got a lot out in that time. You must write very yeah. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so did you set about just to kind of write the sort of slasher genre straight away, or did you just enjoy it and just carry on? Um, I've always loved slashers and horror movies, especially from the 80s. Um, and then I started reading books by um, David Irons and mm. Cameron Robeek, and they write a lot of slashers in that era. So um, I thought, wow, that sounds pretty cool. I want to kind of do that. I love those movies, so I kind of want to transition to the writing. And I've been, I mean, I've wrote since I was like 18, but I, it was never consistent. And uh, right. now I was like, after those books, I was like, well, shit. I just, <laughs> you know, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you certainly went for it, like... By the time I think since I kind of like found out who you were and started following you, I think you put another 10 books out since it. Yeah. At least that feels. Yeah, this summer will, there'll be a lot more. Nice. Yeah, I read um, David Iron's Bigfoot one the other week and I thought that was fantastic. Right? I was really Such inspired by book. that one. Such an awesome book. Yeah, I was um, like, I'd read his wheelchair camp one and like I liked it, but it didn't quite click with me as much as I wanted it to, because he seemed like a really cool guy and I wanted to like the book even more. Mm. Um, but the Bigfoot one just was right up my alley. I absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah, it's really cool. And I really like his Wolf Moon. Uh, that's a really good one. I highly suggest that one. Yeah, I definitely need to check out more. So I'll have to have a look out for that one. Uh, so yeah, the book this week then that we're going to cover is Satan's Burnouts Must Die by David Sonengrin. Uh, I I hadn't read any of his work before this, and I absolutely fucking love this book. Such um, a good one. Yeah, so before we kind of start delving into it, and there will be spoilers, just to warn everyone, we will talk about anything we want within the book. Um, what made you choose this one out of kind of any other book that you could have picked? Uh, the cover, mostly. And David <laughs> David's work is impressive. He's a five-star writer, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, anything you pick up from him, you're going to just love it. And uh, this one, I was just instantly involved in. Like, I couldn't put it down. And that's how I noticed that most of his books go. In fact, all of his books. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that cover's pretty crazy, right? Like, it's kind of yeah. simple, but kind of super effective at the same time. Yeah, yeah, totally. It jumped out at me. Um, yeah, so uh, do you want to kind of tell the synopsis a little bit? Or should I? Should you fancy uh... doing it? I'll let you carry on with that one. 
Uh, so just a brief synopsis of this book is basically about this small town who is kind of invaded by a biker gang and the citizens of the town trying to stand up to this gang. And this gang are absolutely ruthless. They're this satanic biker gang. It just want to fucking cause chaos. And yeah, the town's pretty unprepared for it. And these assholes aren't going to just let it lie. Yeah, it's a and small town too. Very small town, yeah. And the fact that it takes place mostly on the outskirts of a small town is just mm. even more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, well, I think it's a fantastic concept for this book. Like That's what grabbed me straight away. Like I don't read too many kind of biker gang books, even though it's a genre I like. I watch a lot of those old sort of movies, but like um, you don't really get as many books on that. And that just kind of jumped out instantly for me. Yeah, I'm not uh, really a, a biker reader either. There is one book I've read. Only other one is Cannibal Corpse by Tim Curran. And oh. that one's that one's really brutal. Um, this one, I don't know. It's just knowing David like I know and like his writing style, I just I knew that I was going to enjoy it. And the small town uh, aspect to it is always a huge plus to me. That's the kind of stuff I like to write and um, just reading those kinds of books, you know, um, they just draw me in like no other. And this one was brutal as shit <laughs> from, uh, the diner, you know, just all the way through it. Great. Yeah. I didn't lay up on the violence at all. Like, no. <laughs> I wasn't like, because I hadn't read any of his work before I had no real kind of preconceptions. Mm-hmm. So when the diner stuff started happening, I, I just didn't know how it was going to unfold at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like just how nasty this biker gang would be or not, and yeah, it went pretty far <laughs> quite early. Yeah, that was great. the The scene, the in the diner scene, that one really gripped me. I was like, "Oh shit!" And I just couldn't stop reading after that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much because the book's divided into three parts, which I really liked. But mm-hmm. that diner scene is pretty much like part one of the book almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like for such a big segment of the book it does go by pretty quickly and it just keeps yeah it does ratcheting it up the tension mm-hmm. um what did you think of um sam as a character because a lot uh, of the characters within the books had some very different opinions of him. yeah um sam i like sam um I don't know if we're going to talk about spoilers here or yeah, whatnot. Yeah, you can go into it a little bit, yeah. But how he just, you know, right at that part when he was outside of his house and uh, his granddaughter's looking at him, <laughs> or not looking at him, She, I guess she hears him, if I remember right. But, um, I mean, yeah, it just goes, yeah. you know, just pop. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't, know, she doesn't know it's him at first. Like, yeah, she know uh, but throughout the diner scene, too, he was, I don't know, that... He's that older guy, you know, trying to get in touch with his youth. And uh, I don't know, when he was tested to the limits, you know, and it was getting to him. And then he finally decides to, you know, take this fight out to them after what they did to those two girls, you know. And um, that scene was pretty badass. I like that when he was out there and they're by the campfire, you know. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a great scene. That was written really well, too. I love the whole tire iron through the face. But... but <laughs> never go wrong with a tire into the face that's literally my next book might as well be called that when his head just exploded like that i was like oh damn that quick huh um but i mean it was a good it was a good ending for that character 
I don't really think he could have put much more into him. And uh, no, I don't know. I, I liked it. I was kind of, as I was reading it, I was thinking like, you know what, if I was writing this book, I'd kill Sam off. But like, I didn't mm-hmm. think he would because like, I thought it was like Gran Torino or something. I thought like Sam was the, the hero of the piece. But yeah, while I was I reading thought. it, I was thinking like, it'd be really interesting if he died and Fiona had to take over. And then like a few pages later, he did. It's like, oh, okay. Like he well set that up nicely. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Do you think it was um, unfair of Fiona and the biker gang as well that everyone kind of questioned his hesitation? Uh, or yeah, did you kind um, of sympathize with him? I sympathize with him. Um, I thought it was kind of unfair. I mean, they were just they were knocking him down easily. <laughs> yeah, he's an um, old man at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, it's a small <laughs> town, I guess. You know, and they still they hold on to their values pretty strong. And I guess that's where it stemmed from. Um, and Sam was kind of just hanging around, you know, his wife died and now he's kind of trying to ease back and question things, I guess. But then it all just came up out of his, you know, subconscious. It just rolled. And, but yeah, I think it was kind of unfair of those characters to treat him like that. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because like I said, I think, I mean, you know, he, he tried to do the right thing in an impossible situation. And Sure. Yeah, like he's hesitating because you don't want that conflict, right? Like, who the fuck wants to start a fight with yeah, yeah, that's 13 what, that's, bikers? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was pretty ballsy, if you ask me, yeah. what he did. Yeah, no, that bit kind of, it didn't annoy me because it was part of the story. It was just like, oh, like, I feel bad for this guy. Like, he's trying. but He was, he was trying. And that's one thing that David emphasized with that character. He was really trying to do it. He's convincing himself to do it, you know. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, he did pull the trigger on that one guy. Blew his damn fingers off. So <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty gnarly. Yeah, just uh, a little too late in some people's eyes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. So yeah, like after Sam dies, then and like, well, actually, no, before that, like you said about that scene in the desert, like. Did you think he was going to go like full fucking commando and take up the whole bike again? Or <laughs> were you like, he's so fucked, what is he doing? Uh, the way I looked at it was he was, you know, he was convincing himself to get up in there and do some real damage. I mean, he did. He didn't got those two pretty good. Um, but then I didn't think it was going to go on. No way. <laughs> I mean, they were going to scream, you know. And once that scream went up, I was like, well, it's over for him. I mean, what more can he do? Um mm. I mean, just going out there and what they did to him after that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was crazy. And then the way he was seeing his like granddaughter on top. Like, oh, man. That's just, that's nuts. Shot <laughs> that him was... up. What was that? What was it like LSD? Is that what they put on him? Yeah, put pretty much. Him? I think they shot him up with some hallucinogenics and then he, they started fucking him and he was thinking it was like Fiona and then Molly and yeah, yeah. like his daughter. Sorry, his granddaughter. Like, yeah. Fucked up. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought maybe they would just bring him back to the house, and then they would, you know, and there'd be some like abuse scene or whatever, you know, some torture shit. But um, when it when he's just walking up there, you know, with with his dick cut off, <laughs> just, they just hit him with the shotgun. I was like, oh man, now it's gonna get crazy. And I didn't know what was gonna happen after that. I didn't know who it was gonna be. I didn't know it was gonna be Fiona or uh, what's the, the uh, angel. Yeah, no, fiance's name. The guy. Oh God, no! I didn't write that one down. But yeah, the fiance. I forgot, was... I forgot too. <laughs> I um, want to say 
Ben, but I might not be right there. Ben sounds just, about right. We're calling call him, him fiance or Ben. Yeah, yeah fiance. <laughs> fiance is the safer. Well, bet. I thought he was going to probably rise up, you know, and do something. Um, being as that he wanted to be in place of her grandfather, you know, and be the strong one and all that, and show her. But uh, uh, since see, they were like uh, pacifists, you know, I thought he was going to rise up and do something. See, but... uh, I didn't think that. I, like he lost me the minute he wanted to drive off after they hit Fiona with the car. Yeah, I yeah. Like, he his like, character did jump a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't trust him after that point. I was like, no, nah, that's not a very pacifist way of thinking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought for one moment he would try something, and then I thought Fiona would. Uh, mm. And then when they uh, pitted them against each other, um, that was pretty <laughs> crazy. Uh, I don't remember um, though when it just started. I just remember reading a chapter where he just plugged a knife in her, you know, was doing that crazy shit to Fiona. And I was like, oh man, that's wild. Yeah, no, it jumped. Yeah, it, it, it totally of, jumped. It was like missing yeah, something. They um, kind of suggested putting them against each other, like Thunderdome style. And then mm -hmm. there was a chapter with Angel beating the fuck out of the girl upstairs. And then. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, the boyfriend was just fucking destroying Fiona, and you were <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like, fuck. Like, he was carving thought, her up. Yeah, I thought Fiona was going to be, like, the hero of the story. Yeah, that's was, what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. She was pretty much like, you know, Sam was foolish for doing it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make you any fucking wiser. Like, that's the same plan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. And I, I was surprised at the lack of a sheriff, I guess, you know. Um, mm. I thought that sometime he would show up at the end, the very end, you know, something like yeah, that, and save he, the day or whatever. He didn't even turn up to die. Like, he no. just wasn't there. Oh, he just said, you know what time it is when she called. And that was mm. that. Yeah, no, that surprised me. I was expecting, like, yeah, like you, I was just expecting him to kind of walk in on it at some point, mm. even if he died instantly i thought yeah like, you know, exactly he would at least be there at some point but he would have either died instantly or done something to um change the way it was going mm. um yeah so what did you think of kind of angel's arc as a whole then where eventually she turns out to be the kind of protagonist of the story but it takes she, a while for her to take that role yeah she definitely does at the end that was pretty wild um her character at first, I thought, you know, was just going to be shell-shocked, you know, about what the hell was going on. I mean, the way she hit that girl in the beginning, you know, she was, like, out of her mind about it, shaking, mm. crying, you know, and uh, had to be taken care of and all that. And then when she was in the closet upstairs, when they were downstairs, and she's all thinking about what the hell's going on. She, I like the way she was, like, uh, sterilizing her room, you know, when they mm. came up to check on the rooms and shit. And, uh, and then she was under the bed, found the gun. Yeah. Making sure all was, her clothes are hidden and yeah, her shoes yeah. are out the way. That was really cool. That was a good that was a good one. Um mm. she was preparing herself from confrontation with this girl and you know, just telling herself, All right, I gotta do it, I gotta do it, you know. She doesn't want to pull the trigger too, because that's just, you know, not good. <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, then that bitch puts on a fucking grandma's yep. wedding dress and all bets are off. <laughs> yep, yep, that's exactly that was the that was the match right there. And um <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Um and then Later, she actually takes over that whole fucking story. She becomes like one of them, and that was just that was pretty crazy. <laughs> she yeah, ripped that... his foreskin off, and that just like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went full like Russ Myers for me. I, I was it getting, did like, fucking flashbacks of all those old sort of movies. Like 
Yeah. Just yeah. girls on bikes just tearing the fucking place apart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind a sequel, honestly. Uh, that'd be pretty yeah, wild. It sort of set it up for that, didn't it? I didn't know it, if there... It really is. I, I think I looked right afterwards to see if there was one, but I couldn't see one, and the book's a few years old now. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be down for another story of seeing what Angel gets up to afterwards. Yeah, even if it's like a little novella. Yeah, yeah, just like a little side story for her. Mm-hmm. Be perfect. So as a writer, did you um kind of enjoy the way he split it up into those three acts with kind of a different hero of each part? Yeah, I did like that, actually. It made it flow really well. Um, and then it it made him so he doesn't have to have so much filler. Mm. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of filler. <laughs> I just <laughs> like to get into it. And uh, that's the way that book was written. And um, that's the kind of stuff that I really enjoy. And he he did it really well. It was a great book. Yeah, I like that side of it because it gave him a chance to essentially have three endings, right? Like exactly. Sam's ending, Fiona's ending, and Angel's ending. We're all kind of, you know, at the points of like the different parts. It's just, yeah, mm-hmm. I, structurally, I really liked it. Yeah, me too. I, don't, I can't recall him doing that with other books either. Um, like one of my favorites is Night Shoot. And... That's a total heavily 80s style right. book. And um, I don't remember it being like that. This one, though, yeah, I like the way you set it up. Yeah, I'm always, anyone who structures something kind of interesting is always kind mm-hmm. of like instantly gets my attention. Mm-hmm. Like coming from screenwriting where structures like everything at times, like that stuff's always like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting what he's done there. Yeah. <laughs> What did you think of the biker gang itself with uh, Murdoch uh, and all these same thought, burnouts? I thought they were actually kind of weak for yeah. a biker gang like that. You know, it's called the Devil's or Satan's Burnouts. I expected them to be a lot more vicious because a lot of them seemed to be just dazed. They just wanted to fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. They were just fucked up and wanting to fuck. <laughs> and uh, it seemed like only one of them was the more violent one, or like two of them. Um, yeah, the guy that got his fingers shot off was a dick. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he totally was. I wanted him dead immediately. Um, but even Marduk, he seemed more like spiritual. And mm. I honestly thought there was going to be a, a paranormal aspect to this at some point, like someone was going to rise up, you know, or something. But I'm glad he didn't do that. But I still thought that's what was going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I was... thought for, for a biker gang, it was a bit weak. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but it did to me. <laughs> yeah, I think they were a bunch of posers, though. Like, they just yeah. want to do drugs and fuck. Like, they were exactly. acting like they were all tough, but then they were spending most of their time getting naked, dancing, and, like, you know, getting fucked up on mushrooms or whatever. Sure, <laughs> sure. Because, <laughs> like, even the sort of Sam at the beginning or whatever didn't really think they would kind of stay in town did they? it's only because they stopped off at the diner otherwise he kind of thought yeah. they would just drive on by but... mm-hmm. yeah and i was uh, actually surprised when he confronted him in the diner and i'm surprised they didn't just like just rush him you know that's what i was expecting i mean i guess he couldn't have the story go that fast but i was expecting no, for that kind of biker gang to just attack him yeah, outright they were more just trying to kind of emasculate him weren't they like the couple yeah, outside yeah. were just trying exactly. to embarrass him and Make him feel it. little. <laughs> which kind of then, did that. Yeah, because then that played into the rest of his story of him feeling exactly. like he had to man up and go and take these out while everyone else is like 
calm the fuck down. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's getting non flashbacks, like he's going to go and take out a bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of them single handed. Uh, yeah. He was loaded up pretty well. He had a couple of guns, but mm-hmm. didn't get a chance to use any of them. Oh. Which I thought was quite funny. Just got to use his knife, and that was about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the yeah, the supernatural side of things. Yeah, I think I was expecting that as well. I think because mm-hmm. of the title, because of the cover, because of like you said, like Murdoch had this kind of spirituality about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was expecting him to be a bit more kind of because he was talking about like he was, wasn't he? He had that he was kind of you know, like the devil's running through me sort of quality. Exactly. That's what I was like. Okay, so we're going to see something later. And when he was carving up that girl, you know, putting his mark on her chest and shit like that, I thought it was some type of ritual to, you know, cause some reaction for this devil to get inside of him or whatever. But that's Mm. what I thought was going to happen. He was all fucking talk. (laughs) Yeah, he was. (laughs) He's just fucking nuts. But those gangs back then, like in the 70s, and that's when it was, you know, took place. There were a lot of them were just nuts like that, you know. They were all on these fucking psychedelics and shit, and mostly shit talkers with knives and clubs and shotgun occasionally. But yeah, so he did it. He, I mean, he reflected really well. Hmm. Yeah, I think he'd kind of done it the right way in that sense because they were a threat, but at the same time, like yeah, you know, they were they were taken out by an old guy and yeah, they were. a woman who had already been fucking hit by a car and some yeah. pacifist teenager. yeah funny when you put it that way Mm, yeah reading the book you're like you know angel (laughs) went fucking full-on crazy yeah she destroyed him she completely destroyed him (laughs) (laughs) did you uh... enjoy the um the the chase because that was a bit of a different kind of pace for the book chase um at the end when angel's trying to get away and they're like oh yeah 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 Yeah, i liked it it was um not my favorite part or anything, but I I, I liked it part. So, just a little action set piece at the end. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that they were quite arrogant about it. Like that was definitely their downfall. They were just like, "It's just some little girl. We'll take her out." Exactly. That's like that um, movie. Was it Revenge? When they thought the same thing about her, and then she comes back and gets them all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Is that the one in the desert, isn't it, or something? She comes back yeah, to the house. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> uh, what else is there? Let me look at my notes. Uh, but yeah, no, it was definitely kind of... Um, I did like the violence in it as well. A lot of the violence was very sudden, wasn't it? It wasn't really prolonged at any point. No, it was not over the top. It was... Just per- it was perfect. Yeah, like the stuff in the diner was very sudden. Uh, obviously, him getting shotgunned in the head and mm-hmm. Angel stabbing the shit out of that woman. Like there was no real kind of clashing of swords or whatever. It was just whoever made the first move destroyed the other person. For sure, I think if he would have went over the top with it, it would it I don't it wouldn't have fit with that book. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any kind. Anything else that you can kind of think of that you want to chat about in the book? Um. I was this little town, Dennyville. When I was reading, when he was uh, describing it, I swore the population's like five people. <laughs> that town was small. Like, I didn't even talk about much about it. 
I mean, that's a good thing. You don't really have to or anything. But, um, like, I just kept imagining it was just his house, a sheriff somewhere, like, eight miles down the road. And, uh, you know, that like one a diner guy down the road. He, yeah. yeah. One guy that he doesn't like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a diner and a little, maybe a gas pump somewhere, and that was it. And that's what I was uh, imagining the whole time, you know. I was like, man, this is one desolate strip of land. Yeah, but he's done well to kind of say that without overly saying it. Like, he mentioned the the motorway like a few bits over that had kind of taken away the custom of the town. So yeah. it felt like it was a dying town. Yeah, I guess they did say the town itself is like 10 miles walk or something mm. like that. And I was like, damn, that's, uh, that's yeah, still no. a small-ass town. <laughs> yeah, because I imagine the diner wasn't for the town, right? The diner must have been for previous traffic yeah. kind of coming through the area. Exactly, like some stop-off. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I like that small town sort of stuff as well. I think it just me too. It works so well in this sort of horror. Mm-hmm. Really does. Something that just comes from like tremors and all that shit, or whether it's just yeah, tremors. That's, always yeah, that's funny that you say that because that's what I was thinking uh, about Dannyville. Yeah. I was like, this is tremors. This is a tremor yeah. land. It's got to be one of those things that inspires a lot of people's like writing when it comes to small towns, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, did you say you've read a fair bit of his other work? I've read um, Maggie's Witch, or I think that's what it's called. I don't remember. <laughs> and I read um, Night Shoot, Dead Girl Blues. That one, that's my favorite by far. If you're in the Giallo, uh, Dead Girl yeah. Blue, oh, okay, um, cool, yeah. that's an incredible um, Giallo piece. In fact, it's probably my favorite. It has to be. Yeah. It's so well done. The ending just drop my jaw to the floor <laughs> i might have to check that out does it remind you of any particular genre movie uh no it's like a good fusion of a lot of them and cool. um it's you could tell his love for that is strong and that is definitely one i would recommend if no one's read his stuff before yeah i like stuff like um tenebrae and stuff like that it's amazing so yeah i like to yeah. check that one out yeah, David's a, he's a huge fan of those movies. He's always on Twitter posting that stuff. And um, oh, really? he's a really cool guy, and he's just always totally into his movies. And so you can see it <laughs> reflective in his um, work, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an interest in that one, and the way that we both kind of enjoyed this book so much, because I'd say we're both the same, right? Like, it's my logo, and yeah. all of your films, all of your books are like that 80 slashes, like you said. So can definitely see that within this book oh yeah definitely oh yeah I, like i said i think it was yeah i really liked it i liked it a lot it just gripped me all the way through it just i liked the characters i really liked sam i just thought that he was a great character he kind of rooted for and felt sorry for at the same time and yeah and he was doomed like he was so so doomed <laughs> he was once they were on him, I was like, oh, well, it's over for him, but I don't know how it was going to end. I thought maybe he'd come back at some point and just slaughter them all or do something crazy or whatever. But instantly, I was just like, wow. Oh, there he goes. Yeah. Yeah. You were kind of half expecting them just to leave him for dead in the desert and for him to make it back to the house at the end. Exactly. Save Angel, but just was yep. not that sort of story. <laughs> Everyone had to save themselves in this story. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, a really good introduction to his work. I thought it was incredibly well written. It's very clean, 
like I want lost at any point. Like obviously the settings helped. It was only kind of the the diner, his house, and a bit of desert. But mm-hmm. yeah, you were never lost with the geography of the town or you know, the fact there was twelve gangs and five or six other people, like you always knew who was who, what was going on, what they yeah. were being put through. It was it was a perfect length for that, you know. Um, I don't even remember how many pages it was, but it was pretty short. Uh, uh, at least it felt that way. Yeah, it was yeah. less than two hundred, I think. Yeah, it was quick reading. I don't know; it just went by so fast for me. It was great. Yeah, no, I think I read it in a day or two. Like, I think I just yeah got into it. Really, it was one of those books yeah. you just like because it was like watching an old movie. It was. Um, but with that added kind of modern day violence to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll definitely check out more of his work. Totally recommend it. Any of them. <laughs> Any of them, yeah. Yeah, no. I always like finding new authors of just like who've got quite a few decent books out where you can just dive into. Yeah, he's coming out with a new one actually at the end of this month. Oh, Looking nice. to that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yes. Any more you want to chat about with this or that pretty much sums it up or? Yeah, that pretty much covers it. Awesome. Um, yeah, well, thank you very much for kind of suggesting this book. It's not one I would have got around to. I don't think otherwise I hadn't really heard of it before. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I saw that cover kind of the same as you. I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show, Brian. Um, thank you nice for having actually me. Getting to chat to you as well. Like I think we've talked a tiny bit on Messenger. But it's the first time we've had a proper chat, so that's cool. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for coming on, and I'll talk to everyone again shortly. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.